Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. So we're back with Dr. Phil and we're powered up in our life class social lab tonight. Our students are checked in here and online. Tonight's subject, how to play big and be the star of your own life. It's all in Dr. Phil's book called Life Code. And last time Phil was here, we learned about what he calls the baiters, which is a great now word people are using. Remind everybody what a baiter is. Well, a baiter is kind of a a, a compilation of all of the bad diagnoses we see in our yeah. lives. It's on a continuum that can go all the way from those just annoying people that just always seem to make things not go right, all the way through to the homicidal killers and every point in between. These are the people that you're better off without them in your life. Yeah. And when you see them, when you feel them, when you get the instinct, you need to run the other way, you need to put up the fence lines and get them out of your life because they'll take your money, they'll take your husband, they'll take your wife, they'll take your reputation, they'll take your job, they'll take whatever because they have no empathy and they want what's yours because they think they're entitled to And what is great about Life Code is that you actually list all the characteristics, certainly all the ones that are the most identifiable so that people can see that in their own life. You want to be able to see these people coming and let's, let me tell you, these people are real obvious. I mean, if you know what to look for, if you know that entitlement, this sense of entitlement, that some people have is toxic. It's not just something, you go, oh, she's kind of spoiled. No, she's not kind of spoiled. He's not kind of spoiled. That's a bad sign. You need to put that one in your brain. When they lack empathy, they don't ever seem to be able to get in your shoes and appreciate what you're going through. Those are just a couple of them. Yeah, and one of the biggest lessons, though, and I think uh, uh, people, people, people were impressed by, about getting the baiters in your family out of your life. Yeah, and that's always tough, because they could be sitting next to you on the couch and at Thanksgiving and all. Let me tell you, just because they share DNA does not give them a right to take what is yours or to not treat you with dignity and respect. If they do that, you show them the door just like everybody else. If you want to work on it, work on it, but you don't put up with it. No so way. I'm excited because this is the second half of the book. Second half. I actually personally like the second half of the book even better than the first half because the second half is about <clears throat> being a star in your own life. And now that we've learned how to spot the bad guys in our lives, paying attention to that, being aware, it's time to really focus on you, which is what 
I'm excited about. Yeah. Think about this. Think about you're born, live, and die, and you never star in your own life. You're well, a bit player in your own life. If you don't star in your own life, who's going to do it? Boy, when you, OK, just think about that. I got a little hit right there. I got a little bing, bing. I got a bing, bing moment. Because think of all the people who never do. And then the question is, are you the star in your own life? How do you know when you're the star of your own life? Oh, you feel it. I mean, you feel like that when you go through your life, you're not going through the motions. It's not gray. It's like, I mean, if you're 40 years old, somebody do the math for me, but you've lived probably 10,000 days? I don't know. How many of those? How many? What is it? 14,600. So you've 14, lived 14,600 days. Okay. If not one of those 14,600 days, you were the star. Everybody got to pay attention to you that day. You got to feel important. What kind of life is that? I'm having a bing bing. Look, this is what happens. You're the star every day. No, no, but this is what <laughs> happens. This is true. I have found this to be true. And tell me if I'm correct here. Tell me if you feel this to be right. So many women want the wedding because they want the wedding day so that they can be the star that one day. I've heard people say it. They're not thinking about the marriage. They're just thinking about that one day yeah. where everything is focused on them and they get to be the star. I'm not kidding you. I think that's true. Oh, I think that is it. Uh, uh, I think. If you got a bing bing on that, bing bing right now. Yeah. <laughs> is that not true? It is true. But if that's the only day you're starring in your life, Yes. That's bad. Well, in this day and time, the only three days you star in your yes, life. Yes, yeah. Because you're going to get married two or three times, right? Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> OK. I can't be the star, Stephanie says. Stefania, I can't be the star. I have children to worry about. Ah. You're yes. kidding me. Yes. What bigger star can you be than the quintessential mom if you want to do that? What kind of, what better audience can you have than your three children? Okay, so I... Star for them. Role model, role model passion, role model integrity, role model all of the things that you want them to pick up. Star in your own life, you got a built-in audience. Okay, so right now, explain to us, uh, so we don't have to read the whole chapter. Uh, explain to us... <laughs> explain... Yeah, explain your reason. Explain it your damn self. I... <laughs> Explain to us what you mean by being the star in your own life. What does that mean? What I mean is that you, in your mind, in your mind, stand tall in your life. You, in your mind, make a difference. You, in your mind, do things that impact other people, that fill you up mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. Yeah. Okay. So I would like to know, just in our social lab here, how many of you feel that you are the majority of the time the star in your own life. Wait. Well, that's less than half. Wow. That's less than half. Who raised their hand for that? Okay. Somebody tell me how you star in your own life. Why did you raise your hand? Um, I star in my own life because I do what I love. I do what I'm really passionate about. And um, Which is? I, I work with professional development and help people live the life of their dreams. So okay. I feel like I'm contributing, but I'm also being my highest self as often as I can, yeah. and, I, and I study all your stuff, so I yeah. get to Well, obviously get there. a woman of discernment, so, <laughs> right. And you star in your own life? Uh, I started a campaign to donate goats to families in developing countries, totally uh, out of the box thinking, and, you know, uh, everybody told me, what if it fails? I did it anyway, and, and then I uh, got on 
World Visions magazine in the app, on ESPN magazine, and uh, just following my passion, you know, Was helping it, other people. I would like to know how your passion turns into goats. <laughs> I mean, this is what is so interesting to me. Exactly, it's different for everybody. It's different for everybody. But I think it's so so interesting that, you know, people think it many times that following your passion has to be some big, 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 big thing. You know, and a lot of times when I speak in public, I use the example of Anastasia. Your wife goes to Anastasia, Robin goes to Anastasia. Anastasia came to this country, you know, 20 years ago. She, you know, started out in Romania plucking her brother's beard and now has the best shop in the world for doing eyebrows. And so from eyebrows to goats, it, 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 it means that it doesn't have to be some kind of, you no, know. you don't have to be on television. You don't even have to be on YouTube. You can, I mean, you can, you can star in your own life if you live on a farm and you have no electricity. Yeah. You do something that fills you up and you do something that impacts other people. Well, the reason I asked the question is because we live in an age where people think that if you don't have so, that they, are, they measure their success by how many Facebook likes they get. They measure where they are in the world by how many people know them. You're nodding your head. You know what I'm talking about, right? So I just wanted you to emphasize that being a star doesn't mean you have to be known on the Facebook page or you have no. to be known. It means that you are living the life that you fully embrace and embraces yeah. you. And, you know, we use a lot of words to describe this, like being authentic, you know, yeah. finding your passion. And I sometimes hate these words that sound kind of psychological, but it's just gotta be something that counts for you. The most important question, one of the things I think most important question I thought you asked in this book that it's so hard for most people to answer is what do you really want? Yeah. It, you know, people answer that so superficially in the beginning. Yeah, they all say, I want to be happy. Yeah. yeah. Or they say, I want a new car. Yeah. You know, and so, but why do you want the new car? Who wants to be, who wants to be happy? We all want to be happy, right? Yeah. So that's not, that doesn't distinguish you from the person next to you. Yeah. You, you raised your hand in the pink sweater when you said you're not starring in your own life. What's your name? Anita. So why are you not starring in your own life? What's keeping you from it? I really don't know. I just, I don't know. <laughs> and Phil would say, you, now see, if I had said that, this is what you would have said. Well, who should we ask? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her daughter. Her daughter, probably. Her daughter yeah. uh, Okay, okay, go ahead. Uh, when I talked to her, uh, she, she had started a new job and she just feels bored and doesn't feel wow. like she is going there to accomplish anything and then, you know, kind of goes home and puts the grandkids in front of her and all of that. So I just feel like she's not feeling fulfilled in that in that way. Okay, can I jump in here just real yeah. quick? Because I know okay. we got to move here. Okay. No. But yeah. listen, I want to tell you how to star in your own life today. You have a job that doesn't light you up, right? Yeah. yeah. You're going through the motions. Yeah. It, it doesn't fulfill you. So should you just quit your job? No, we're in an economy, you need a job, right? Yes. So you don't just say, oh, I'm supposed to star in my own life, so I'll go be a star. <laughs> you, have to, you have to understand that if you're in a job you don't like, that you have no passion for, then your part-time job should be getting a job to replace the job you don't want. And that's how you begin to star in your own life. You say, I'm the star, I get to do some things I want to do. I put me on the top of the priority list, I stop pushing me down to the bottom of the list, and I take care of myself so I can take care of others like my daughter. You're no good to her if you're emotionally bankrupt. You're no good to your grandchildren if you're gone when they get to an age that you could really be resonating with them. 
not that you aren't now, but I mean, you've got to be around for the long term. Take care of yourself. Start saying, I will no longer settle for a job I don't want. My priority is to find a job to replace this one. Don't quit, that would be irresponsible. But start finding something that lights you up. Maybe it's not a job, maybe it's what you do after work, but find something, don't accept nothing. Because if you find something after work that lights you up, it will make going to work more lit. At least it's now a means to an end. Yeah. Don't go anywhere, more to come after this short break. No two travelers are exactly alike, and that means no two trips should be either. Texas' vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. Are you a beach person? Well, you'll be having fun under the sun with Texas' 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies can't get enough of Texas' world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Okay, so Fernie on uh, Twitter just said, how you differentiate between being the star versus being selfish. I think you got to make a clarification there because people think the word star, mm -hmm. I, I rather like it myself, but uh, the people think... <laughs> But people think the word... It seems to fit you. Yeah, well, you do. That's what people are thinking that the word star, because Joanna says the same thing, how being the star doesn't mean fame, wealth, or vanity. People think star means that you have to be vain or wealthy or fame. What did I say? It means filling yourself up mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. It's That's where you're starring in your own life. And it's not about being selfish. You don't do it at other people's expense. For you to take care of you, to nurture your mind, to nurture your body, to nurture your spirit, how, why does that have to be at their expense? I know that. I know I'm, that. I when, know. Okay. This is a rhetorical Okay, okay, okay. You're talking to me like I didn't know that. The truth is, when you can do that for yourself, those of you who've done it, Dabney Porty on uh, Twitter just said, when I became comfortable being the star of my life, many people became uncomfortable. You got to get, you got to understand well, that that's going to happen. Well, let's talk about what Dabney's saying. Okay, that's going to happen. Let's talk about what Dabney's saying. There are a lot of people in your life that Isn't will that let true? you stay as long as you don't require very much from them. Yeah. That's not having a relationship. You've got to get in a relationship where 
It's okay to be who you are. We talked about that in our last show yeah. weeks ago. You don't give yourself up to be part of a couple. And I also let you stay as long as they're getting something out of it. Sure. Yeah. You're easy, and yeah. they get something out of it. But all of a sudden, you start saying, I have requirements here. I need you to support my dream and my passion. Oh, well, now, if you're going to start making demands, <laughs> you don't get to stay. Well, wouldn't you rather know that now than a year from now? And see, you know what scares people the most, by the way? Yeah. The biggest fear people tell me about, and we've talked about this, is rejection. But that's, when they get in the comfort zone, if they ever admit this is not enough, now what if they don't get something better? Wow. That really scares people. Well, okay. you, you get my point, right? You're in for a penny, in for a pound. Once you admit what you've got's not enough, what if you don't get better? What if, what if you don't improve on it? Now you spend the rest of your life having admitted your life sucks? Just like now, the fact that you just said that out loud about how you don't like your job, so good luck going back on Monday. Uh, but now, now that you just said that out loud, did that feel pretty scary? Yes. Yeah, yeah. There are some new rules for winning in the real world, and Dr. Phil's bringing them home tonight. He calls them the Sweet 16 and says they hold the secret to creating the life you want. Look, you got to have a defined image, right? Because I believe this, you got to commit to something and that's the horse you're going to ride. I mean, you can't ride two horses with one butt. I keep talking about things in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> You, oh, God. You can't ride two horses with one butt, right? I, I forgot these days. You can't, you, ride two, you can't ride two horses with one butt. No, you can't. No, you can't. I mean, think about it. You've got to commit to something. And, and I believe in a really defined image. And that, that's critical. And if you don't know what it is, that's step one. You've got to find out who you are. I mean, when you, when you hear Dr. Phil, you may love me, you may hate me, you may think I'm a barbarian, or the second coming of common sense. But you won't confuse me with anybody else, right? Right. You, you've, got, you've got to have that, or you don't know who you're presenting to the world. And you said something a few And you had that before you were Dr. Phil. You actually had that when you were Dr. McGraw, when I met you. Yeah, because we met. Am I any different than the day we met? Not a bit. No, I, I don't think so. Yeah, you, you're not even aging. What's up, what's up with that? Well, I've been bald since I was 12. You kind of look the same. <laughs> okay. Kind of look the same in so seventh you were, grade. So you yeah. were, and the reason why, and this is actually, I mean, you and I both know this. I think the secret to doing great talk shows, being able to communicate with people, is being able to be who you are on and off the camera. I think yeah. that it really is, you know, and anybody who's pretending to be something that they're not. And you see them. It has a disconnect to the audience. You see them in a flash, don't yeah. you? Yeah, See them absolutely. in a flash. You got, and, and I think one of the... So by defined image, you don't mean by making it up. You no. You mean finding a way to use your authentic self and let that authentic self define you. But exactly, and to do that, you have to decide who that is. You gotta at least figure out, what is it about me that makes me... Different than everybody else. Unique. Okay. What is it that makes you unique? There's gotta be something that makes you unique, and... I think I, I, most people think they're not unique, though. Well, I, I'm going to tie that into number five, okay. which is become essential. If you don't think you're essential in your own life, if, you're, if, if everything in your life, everybody you know, everything that you're involved in, every task that you undertake, every job, career, whatever it is, if it could all sail on and make no difference whether you were there or not, then you are not essential. You have oh. got to be essential. You get in these days of, like, downsizing at work, yeah. When they come around thinning the herd, you don't want to be a face in the crowd. 
You don't want to be where it's like, oh, just get rid of these 50 over here. Oh, but not her. Wait a minute. She's the one that knows how to get the copier working when it doesn't work. She's the one that this client relies on for one of our really big relationships. She's the one, this and that. Get rid of those 49, but do not get rid of her. She is essential. And think about it. You're essential in your children's lives. You're the only mother they'll ever have. That's essential, right? Okay, right, got it. Because people say, you know, what do you want me to do? I'll tell you, I put verbs in my sentences, these become to-dos. What is your image? How are you unique? In what way do you can or become essential? And have a damn plan. Don't just wake up every day and say, well, <laughs> see what happens. You know, that's, you know, spontaneity is well, for like You should have said a, that in the book. What? Have a damn plan. <laughs> have a damn plan. Uh, you got really. You got to have a plan. If you don't have a plan for getting from where you are to where you want to go, then you don't have a timeline. And you don't have a timeline. You got to dream. Dreams are just that. They don't happen. You just dream about them. You got to have a plan, right? So the difference between a dream and a goal, as you you stated in the book, is a timeline. Is a timeline. You got to have a timeline. Okay. Simone is Skyping in from the Bahamas with a question. Hi, Bahamas. Hi, Hi. Oprah. Hi, Dr. Phil. Hi. Yeah. I've had a series of bad relationships where I've been victim of baiters and acknowledging the signs, choosing to walk into it, and then taking far too long to walk away from it to the point where I've sent thousands of dollars to one man to join me in the Bahamas and he never showed up. So my question is, how do you have the courage to stand your ground when you know something's not right for you? Well, first off, if we're gonna talk about relationships here, Simone, you gotta make a decision, and this starts with a defined image. You gotta make a decision that says, I would rather be happy alone than sick with somebody else. And so that. if you don't get that person to come along, then you're okay. You're gonna do what you're gonna do, but you don't, because if you don't, Ain't that the truth? you I'd start getting happy. desperate, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you've, gotta, you've gotta decide that you don't have to have this. You want it, it's a goal, you, you're gonna work at it, and you're Simone, gonna do things. And Simone, did you say you sent him the money to come to the Bahamas and he still didn't show up? Yep. Let me guess, you'd never, let me guess you'd never met him before. Not in person. Well, actually, I met him after I sent some money and we met, and I actually flew to where he was. And so the plan was he was supposed to join me afterwards. <laughs> Shut my mouth. Yeah. Yeah, girl, it. all I can say to you is, girl, please. <laughs> girl, please. Okay, you please. P-U-H-L-E-E-Z-E, -E -E. okay. Simone, you're too beautiful not to be the star in your own life. You're too beautiful. Thank you. You're, you're gorgeous, you're scamming, even through Skype, you're like looking so great and gorgeous. So what's going on? What's the real deal? I think I kind of resonated with what Dr. Phil said, is that when you make the decision to not have it, what else is there? and you're not satisfied with yourself. Here's the thing, you gotta believe in yourself enough that if you decide on what this image is, you know, that, that, that you are a strong, intelligent woman, you're articulate, you're beautiful, you got a great sense of humor, you obviously have initiative, you're, you're here talking to Oprah, come on. You made this happen. That means you can take action towards a known outcome and create results. So just do that and don't tell yourself 
that you've got something working if you don't. If you're having to send a guy money, you don't have a fish on the line. You don't have a fish on, in the boat. All you've got is a hole in your bank account. You don't send money to somebody. They spend money to come see you. You're settling too cheap, too quick, and guys smell it. They smell it. Thank you, Simone. Thank you so much. Thank you. I want to go to Danielle and Adam, who are in Queensland, Australia, just because I like Australia. Hi, guys. Hi, Oprah. Hi, Hi Dr. Phil. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi. Uh, well, Good. we're pretty miserable to be honest. <laughs> we're, we're pretty miserable. We're miserable right now. He, my husband's a bit of a beta right now, Dr. Phil, I have to admit to you, um, sadly. But we have a bit of a dilemma in our life in that uh, where we're currently living, my husband wants us to move. He wants us to move to his very, very small house. I mean, very small house. I live in just a normal suburban, uh, three bedroom, two bathroom house. Uh, we've lived there for several years and my daughter recently moved out, moved off, went to university and left us. And Adam wants us to move to his home. Um, and so I don't want to leave our home and I don't want to move into his home. So this is a negotiation story, right? This is about, you all are trying to negotiate where to be, where to go? We're trying to negotiate, okay. yeah. So why, Adam, why, why are you a baiter? Why does she say you're a baiter? We've been in the home for four years. It's a four bedroom house and there's just two of us now. And I'd like to go to another house that we own, which is two bedrooms and is half the price. And that's all we can afford now. It's just the two of us. I want to downsize. Yeah, I understand. Now answer my question. Why does she say you're a baiter? Because it's an issue that we've spoke about for a long time and uh, there's no decision ever made on it. Yeah. Have you made commitments that you didn't keep about this? No. Yeah. Why do you say he's a baiter, Danielle? He's, he's a baiter because... Uh, we have talked about it over the time and we and I felt that we had resolved the issue and that we would stay where we are and uh, he, He's pretty emotionless about my feelings about it as well. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty Steadfast that I don't want to move um, But yeah, it's 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 really a, a dilemma and, and I have been given the ultimatum that if we don't if I don't move um, in eight months when the tenant moves out, that the relationship's over. Oh. Well, there goes the baiting part. <laughs> I was waiting for the baiting part. I was getting ready to defend him, saying, I don't think he's a baiter. I think you... Because when I now use the word baiter, I mean, that's a serious charge for somebody to be a baiter. You know, yeah. baiters and haters are in the same category for me right now. So you've given an ultimatum. Is that correct? I feel we need to make some changes because we just can't afford to stay in the existing house long term. Yeah. You, you kind of dance around the issue. She asked if you gave her an ultimatum, move or you're gone. But unfortunately, it's going to have to be that way because we can't afford to stay in the existing house. It's twice the size and it's twice the uh, dollars every week. Yeah, but did you give her an ultimatum, either do what I want you to do or we're going to break this up? Uh, we've been discussing it for two to three years now, and uh, the answer that is logical to me Rather than is the always 15, please. <laughs> yeah, so um, um, we, we certainly are misdirecting and obfuscating because we're not, I'm not, it, so that would be yes. 
you did say ultimatum, get, either do what I want or you're out of here. Absolutely. Because okay, that's there you go. All right, got an answer. Absolutely. All right, got an Boy, answer. that's harsh. Boy, that feels harsh. Danielle, doesn't that feel harsh? It's really harsh. It's, it's really harsh. It's been, it's been really... I, I, I don't know what to do. I'm, my gut is just aching over this one. And how long have you been married? We've only been married. This is only our second year of being married, but we've been together. This is our sixth year together. Now, Adam, uh, are, are you in love with her? Absolutely. You, you married her because you loved her? Absolutely. Okay, but why would you then put the relationship on the line over some real estate? That's not a negotiation tactic. That's a bullying tactic. But, but Phil, he can't afford it. Well, I understand that. I'm not saying that he needs to try to make something work that won't work, but you don't deal with it by ultimatums. That's no way to negotiate. You're telling the woman you love that you've been married to for all of these years, do what I want to do or I'm going to divorce you? I've been negotiating for two and a half years now. Well, you're not very good at it. Really? <laughs> that, that's the problem. Oh, God. You're just, you're just for negotiating. <laughs> that's, that's, you, you got, look, Danielle, what, what he's saying, obviously, is you can't make money up out of thin air. If you don't have the money to stay, then you have to do something different. Look, Adam, you cannot negotiate with ultimatums, because once you say that, then what are you going to do? She says, nope, you're not bullying me into it, so we're not going to do it. So then are you going to go file for a divorce? That's not really what you want. What you want is a housing situation that you can be comfortable in and do your part to support, correct? Absolutely. You don't want to be house poor. You don't want to be in a house that you just can't afford that drags you down and that you can't keep up your part of it because you guys have bifurcated or split your your resources. The way to do yeah. that, it, it, do I get it? Is, have I got it? Yeah, you got it. That's where I am. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, here's where y'all need to be. You don't negotiate, and I have a whole chapter on negotiation yes. in Life Code. You never negotiate by ultimatum because there's nowhere to go. You just say, bang, there it is, take it or leave it. Well, th that ends a lot of relationships. Don't do that. You've got to come up with a solution and be committed to it, but you don't put the relationship on the line. You don't say the stakes for which we're negotiating are our marriage. You're negotiating over bricks and mortar. That's got nothing to do with your marriage. Yeah, and I don't want that, so that's why we're trying to negotiate a way to make it work. Yeah, have you read Life Code? Yes, I've read it. Yeah, did you read the negotiation chapter? Yes, I did, yeah. Okay, that was a collective question. Adam hasn't responded yet. No, I haven't read it. Surprise, surprise. Um, w do you like to read books? Sometimes. Uh, would you listen to an audio book if I sent you one overnight? Yes. Done. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank. Some things should be boring, like banking. Boring is safe and reliable. You don't want your bank to be entertaining. Entertaining is for podcasts with inspiring celebrity guests, not banks. PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is the service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Inc. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. 
Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. I will send you an audiobook. You can listen to it. Then maybe you don't, because you don't want to read. You can listen to it. This, if this is the biggest problem y'all ever face in your marriage, you won the lottery. And here you are putting a marriage on the line over bricks and mortar. Don't do it. Don't do it. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Australia. Love that. Okay, I love Joey up there saying, I'm a mother of four. Any tips on staying true to your authentic self when family life is so busy? It's oh. so interesting because so many people feel like once you are a mother, you've lost yourself in that, and therefore that is now your role, and what about other things that also matter to me? Here's the thing. If you love your children, and I know you do, then take care of their mother. Take care Ooh, of their that's mother. that's good. Think about that's that. Good. Okay? That's good. If, if, if you want, people always say, oh, these kids don't listen these days. They may not listen, but they're always watching. Yeah. And if they're watching you burn yourself at both, burn that candle at both ends. That's how you teach them, isn't it? Exactly. By what you do. It's And how you, you treat do. yourself. That's how you're teaching If you them. go to work every day and you come home saying, oh, I hate that job. Where are you going tomorrow? Back. <laughs> That's not what you want to model. And with these four kids, she needs to teach them how you take care of yourself, you know, how, how you nurture yourself and, and feed your spirit and, and do things for yourself. And learn a key word, moms, a key word. No. No. Everything you delegate is time put back in your bank. Your currency is time. Your currency is energy on yourself. Put that back in your bank. If you can take two hours a week off your schedule, that's nine hours a month. Look at it through the year. You're t seriously, you're talking about 100 hours a year. What would it give you if right now somebody just said, here's 100 hours a year, do anything you want to with it? Wow. You don't even think about that until you go, wow. I know, didn't you just go, wow, yeah. I think, again, what you were saying earlier about the difference between a dream, I kind of want something, or I'm dreaming about having something, and a goal is the timeline. So the same thing for ordering up your life. Two hours, just to say, you know, because a lot of people are like, gee, I never have any time. But I just saw your face when he said, two hours a week and 100. Everybody lit up when he said, what if I would give you 100 hours a year yeah. for yourself? Give yourself a break. You know, I loved in the book where you talked about what are you doing that's working, doing an assessment, but what are you doing that's working, and what do you need to start doing? Yeah. yeah. There's three things that I, that I would love for you to ask yourself. And it's better if you write it than if you just think it. Yeah, you got to write it because you'll add to it, edit it, and then it gives you some objectivity from it. And I'll bet you these pop up on Oprah.com about the time this show airs. Yeah. The three questions you need to ask yourself. What is it that you're doing that's working. The, go through and say, you know, the things I'm doing in my life really that get me my currency are these. Can we hear a few from our audience yeah. right now? What are you doing that's working? What is it? My marriage is okay. working. Okay, your marriage is working? <laughs> yes. How about you? I spend um, a couple evenings a week with my oldest son. We call it talk time. 
and it's creating a relationship that's paying off as he's getting older because he's coming to me with information. Yeah, you're priming the pump. Mm-hmm, and, absolutely. And so that's paying off, and, mm -hmm. and you like that, right? Already starting to see it. Okay. Behind you, what else? Okay, what else? Me, it's just about being, uh, understanding and showing up fully present and being grateful for, for what I'm experiencing, and I find that that draws more um, even things that I'm not aware that I necessarily want, but I find that when I do the spiritual work for me, my meditation and my quiet time, and I put me on my schedule, and I make me the priority, and not in a selfish way, but uh, in a selfish way, <laughs> yeah. that, that I, I find that the gratitude brings about more opportunity and more... So you know, that's working for you. That you're, is you're, definitely working for me. You have an active spiritual practice. Yes, because I tried the pain, and that didn't work for me so much. Yeah, and self-nurturing is not selfish. Okay. I mean, you need to think about those things. I think that's a good way to term it, that yeah. would make people easy with it, yeah. self-nurturing. Yeah, and I want to add one thing, because this is critical. It may be the most important thing I think, on this entire list. Number 14, winners deal with the truth. Because the second part of this three parts, I said first part was, what are you doing that works? Yes. Second part is, what do you need to stop doing that's getting in the way of what you want? Yeah. Seriously, what do you need to stop doing? What are you doing to get in your own way? Do you whine too much? Do you get mad? Do you just not plug in? Do you, do you, are you just unwilling to tell yourself the truth about why you're not getting what you want? This, is a, this will change the way you look at your life. And is there a third question? There is a third question. It is, what do I need to start doing that will empower me to move forward, that will get me going, that will get me moving? So what are you doing that's working? What do you need to stop doing that's getting in your way? And what do you need to start doing that is going to change the game for you? It's going to change your energy going forward. Now, do most people know what they want? I, I'm, interested, I'm concerned with this question that Julie Polis is proposing now on Twitter. How do I figure out what I want? I mean, who, who do you ask but yourself? Yeah, you know, it, it's really difficult if you just sit down and start saying, you know, what do I want? But there is a... There is a way to do that. You, you ask somebody, what do I want? And they'll give you an answer. Then ask yourself the second question. How would it make me feel if I had that? Okay? So if you say, well, what I want is a new car. Well, how would it make you feel? Well, I'd be really excited. So what you really want is to be excited. What do you have to do to get excited? Well, all right, now what would be the move that would get you to that? All right, well, I'd have to start doing things I'm not now doing. All right, how would that make you feel? Well, I'd be proud of myself for changing something. So what you really want is to be proud of yourself. All right, what would make you proud? You just start drilling down. It's a circular thing, but it will take you down to what you really want, currency-wise, and then you say, okay, what are the things that will generate that in my life? Mm -hmm. What in my life gives me the best chance of having that? Okay, so our biggest takeaways from tonight. Well, first off, I... I I think you've got to have a defined image. Decide who you are. What's the face you're going to put on who you are? And I'm, and I'm not saying make something up, but there's a broad range of your skills, traits, abilities, and characteristics. Pick the best constellation of those things and make a commitment. That's who you are. And, you, and then you've got you to commit to that. You've got to go with it. And once you do that, then make a plan to get what you really want in your life. If you don't have a plan, days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, months turn into years, and before you know it, you're looking back saying, should have had a plan.
And someday is not a day of the week. It is not a day of the week. You just can't say, someday I'm going to get that job changed. Someday I'm going to get out of this dead-end marriage. Someday I'm going to start taking care of myself physically, mentally, emotionally. There's no someday. Make it today. I mean, take a step towards it today and deal with the truth. Don't y'all know the truth when you hear it? Come on. I mean, people can come tell you what you want to hear. But when somebody finally tells you the truth, don't you know it when you hear it? It has a ring to it. The truth fits in your ear uniquely well. I know, and we always get it from you. Thank you for life code, Dr. Phil. Thank you. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org slash work. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.